Jim Britt and Jim Britt and Jim Lutz had a vision, and the Change Book series was developed. Welcome to the Change Book Radio Show with your host, Work-Life Balance Specialist, Deb Crow. Join Deb Weekly, where she interviews the top co-authors from all over the globe who share their insights into self-empowerment with life-enhancing realizations that will touch every area of your life. We're live every Wednesday on Blog Talk Radio at 1.30 Eastern Standard Time. Greetings, everybody. Rich Perry here, and I'm joined by my colleague and fellow co-author, Lawrence Pipkin. Deb Crow is on vacation at the moment. She's enjoying the sunny weather. I believe she's down in the Caribbean. So Lawrence and I are going to hang out here on the show today, and we're joined by Kim Lucian, who is a co-author in Book 10. Kim is a best-selling author, a coach, and business consultant, and her chapter is is titled Benevolent Leadership, Creating Growth and Sustainability Through Empowerment. With more than 15 years' experience, Kim continues to have a successful career incorporating her energetic and healing skills with her business knowledge in the corporate workplace, her ability to read people, understand others, create good working relationships, and effective conflict resolution substantially contribute to her success. She's a creative genius that revamps your business or your life from the inside out. And she lives in Hawaii, but she's currently joining us from California. Kim, welcome to the show. It's an honor to have you here. And like I said, you're in book 10, right? Yeah, great. It's, uh, thanks. It's great to be here. And yeah, I'm in book 10, which is coming out hopefully in the next, I don't know, two or three months. So that's very exciting. Right on. Can you tell us briefly in short, you know, we have a short time here, what your area of passion is in business? I'm really looking at um, creating some significant change for people in their work life. I think that spreading consciousness and creating happier lives for people, um, the the ability to create that change and really spread it out into our local communities um, is pretty substantial when you can do it in the workplace. When you remember that we look, we spend most of our time at work. We spend often more time at work than we do with our families and with our friends so if our work life is not very enjoyable, it makes our life not very enjoyable. And then when we go out and we, we go to the postal clerk or we go to the grocery clerk or, or whatever we're out and then around in our lives doing, that level of sort of like dissatisfaction rolls into those people people's lives like we're sharing all of that energetically. And so when we can change that at work, it changes our, our individual employee's life, it changes the local community that supports the business around it, and it just is like blowing seeds of consciousness out into the world by making simple changes um, in the work environment. And I think that something that's really been lost in corporate America and um, really actually contributes to the bottom line, if you have a have a place full of happy people who love what they're doing and understand what they're doing, you create differently than if you have the opposite of that. That's awesome. Um 
And, you know, we're growing a powerful global community with Jim Britt and Jim Lutz and the entire Change Book series. Can you tell us just briefly what excites you about that? Well, I think that it's finally – I've really been talking about what I've been talking about for, I don't know, maybe almost a decade now. And we're finally to the point where I've always been relegated to the sort of like woo-hoo or the metaphysical or the like, you're a little bit weird lady, you know. And it's finally now – becoming, you know, more mainstream, that the millennials are demanding these sorts of changes. And what's really cool about Jim Lutz and Jim Britt is they have like a very sort of quote-unquote normal um, sort of. And so it's finally to me, like I was like when I became aware of the change theories, I was like, wow, finally like mainstream and like sort of alternative theories are starting to come together and there's finally – they're creating this avenue to really merge those two together and, like, blast it out into the stratosphere. Awesome. Um, What's one challenge you see in people that your talents address? I know you you touched on a lot of stuff, really good stuff in your chapter. And actually, I think Lawrence was quoting your chapter when he texted me last night. Uh, about leadership and things like that. So what's one challenge you see in people that your talents address? And then we'll hear from Lawrence. He's got some questions for you as well. Cool. What's the one challenge? I think that, oh, well, okay, From uh, I'm going to stick with the business side of it because sometimes the personal challenges are different. Uh, there's so much um, people function from the point of view that they don't have any choice and that often is because they're functioning from a place of fear of getting fired or not being able to support their family and that that can be a difficult perspective to change i function a lot from changing your point of view changes your reality and so that's one area where getting people back to the place where they feel like they are they have choice and so then they feel like they're actually empowered and in control of their life that's probably the biggest challenge for people with with people Kim I do have a question for you that um that goes along with that changing your your point of view to change kind of your reality mm-hmm. how do you find that people respond to your uh, desire for them to change their perspective or to give them a new perspective? What are some of the things that you do that you see opens up that new perspective in in your clients or in just the people that that you live with or the people that you're around? Right. Well, I really function from always being in the question and from the place of no judgment and total allowance. So when people work with me, I literally don't have a point of view. There is nothing that's right and there's nothing that's wrong. I simply ask them questions and ask them to consider other possibilities and other points of view. And and, and often we just get so dialed into this one thing and we can't, it's so, we've got it held on so tight, we can't actually see what else is around us. And sometimes a simple shift, it only takes someone to say like, oh, but what about this? Like when you said this to me, this is actually what I thought of. And 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 people so often are just like, oh my god, 
you're right. Like that's that's like a totally different, if I look at it from that place, then I could do this, 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 and this, and then suddenly there's space to change and choose differently. Um, so that's probably the biggest thing because so many people are constantly feeling judged and they don't feel um, like they have this, this space to be who they are. And so that's really what I bring to the table is I really have no point of view and I'm really an allowance of what people are choosing. You choose, you've got to choose what works for you and no, you know what I mean? And then when you're choosing for you in that same like spreading the seeds of consciousness, when you choose for you, it trickles down into creating more for everyone around you because you're not like chopping yourself off to be something that you're not. And so being that sort of like energetic space for people really makes it easier for them to see a different point of view. And some people don't. I I would say that like there's a smallish percentage of people who are like, nope, that's it, nothing else is possible. So then I'm like, okay, we'll move on. If that's what you want to choose, that's okay too. You know, people get it when they get it and they're ready to change when they're ready to change. That's very, very true. Awesome. Um, one another thing I wanted to ask is I know that people that are in the change in the change book uh, series all of the all of the chapters that I've read I've only read up to to book eight so far but it's all about us helping other people and it's all about uh, reaching out and making other people's lives better and what I want to know is what do you do when you find yourself in the situations that your clients are in or that your friends are in or that people in your life are struggling with, and you always have the answers. So I guess what I'm asking you is um, to get a little personal and give us a little bit of insight into what Kim does to give herself new perspectives. That's a good question. Um, I do the same thing with myself as much as I can that I do with my clients, Um and for me, that often means getting on the phone with someone. You know, I have, a, I have a sort of stable of friends that when something's going on, I can call up and have a conversation with. Um, but I actually really, really function from the I don't have the answer. I find that most of us already know. We just don't give ourselves permission to know what we know. And so I'm really trying to facilitate and create the space for people to acknowledge what they already know. Um, and I, I don't present myself as like someone who has the solution, particularly when I'm working with people one-on-one. That's a little bit different when you're working with companies, right? They do want right. solutions from you. Um, but so for myself, like I, I, um, when something's going on, well, first of all, actually the very first thing I usually do, and I just had something happen. Like I have a lot of like significant change happening in my personal life at the moment. Um, so usually what I'll do is I really will let myself have like five or ten minutes and I will just like sit in my poopy diapers and I will cry and I will complain or I will yell and scream or whatever it is that I need to do for ten minutes. And then I'm like, okay, time to pull my pants up and get myself sorted. And so one of the first things I do is I, there are four questions that I ask. What is this? Can I change this? If so, how do I change this and what do I do with this? And by asking myself those questions and allowing the space of information to come to me, it helps me get out of the drama and the sort of upset that keeps me from being able to see and sort of like think 
rationally and logically about, you know, choices. So what is this? What do I do with it? Can I change it? If so, how can I change it? Those are some of the first questions that I ask myself when I have something, you know, big and upsetting going on. And that's beautiful. I, I think I hope everybody wrote down those nuggets of, of those questions because those are spot on. So thank you for that. That's, sure. that's worth the price of admission right there. Yeah. Yeah. So those questions. And then the, the other thing that goes along with that that I also do, which I find so helpful, is I also ask, like, is this mine or who does this belong to? Because often we're aware of, like, other stuff going on, and it seems like it's ours, but it's not especially if you have like a lot of dramatic or people who like to do drama and trauma in your life, it's really helpful to be like, wait a minute, is this mine? Does this really matter to me? Like, who does this belong to? And so it seems like such a silly thing, but so many times when you ask that question, you're like, oh, like instantly it's like not a problem anymore. Mm. Excellent. Yeah. Kim, real quick, I wanted to, yeah, uh, I wanted to quote, a part of your book, and then maybe you can elaborate on it for us. Um, okay. In your book, and I really like this, you said, a benevolent leader is someone who is willing to be aware of everything. They're willing to lead no matter who follows. A benevolent leader is conscious and not only willing to know what they know, but willing to act on it. And I love that. And my question to you is, do you find that many people are comfortable with simply knowing something but not necessarily acting on it? I think that people are not comfortable with that, and I think that that has a lot to do with the state of business today. Um, and, And I also want to clarify that acting on it can be the choice to not take a specific action, right? So acting on it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to do something. So, because um, I think that's a place where people get really confused. Action, inaction is an action just as like actually getting up and walking down the street, right? So um, um, I think that people are really unwilling to know what they know. There is a an overall fear of being held accountable, people are constantly, and this goes all the way up to CEOs, by the way, from the CEO down to the, to the mail clerk in the mailroom, people are living in fear of, of getting fired. And so nobody wants to take any accountability because all of the shareholders and all the board members want everything to be completely risk-free. We've completely forgotten that business is risky and not everything works out the way we think it's going to. And so you have to be willing to know what you know, acknowledge what you know, and be willing to change course. So the willingness to be aware and lead whether no one's following and to know what you know is also the willingness to say, okay, we made this choice. It's not working. We're going to stop doing that. We're going to do this now. You know, it's, it's basically like acknowledging that it's functioning from the point of view that like in each moment we're all making the best decision with the information that we have at the time and nothing is set in stone. So we have to be willing to change course when we become aware that something isn't working because not not 100% of everything that we choose is going to turn out the way we think it's going to. And if, we, if we're just stuck on this path because we don't want the board to be upset or we don't want the shareholders to be upset or we don't want what, whoever to be upset, then 
we get stuck in these in these paths that don't work and they're not creating what we set out to create. Does that answer your question? Oh, absolutely. Um okay. do you see that often that people get stuck in that rut and they're not willing to change course, so to say? I do. I I see that a lot um uh a lot in companies especially um the it's sort of like it's a little bit like okay right we decided we're going to implement this system and we're going to do it this way and then whew, it's like whew, that choice is made we're going to put the, we're going to sit it over here in the corner and then we're just going to do it and then we're not really checking in to see if it's actually turning out you know and then you get so far down the line there always becomes a point in business especially in like systems and business processes and things where you often get so far down the line, then you're stuck with a choice. The ability to make the change becomes incredibly painful or expensive. And so I think that happens a lot. They're just like they think this choice is made and then they don't even look at it again until there's a problem. And then someone has to be yelled at because it has to be someone's fault and someone has to be wrong. What if, what if no choice was ever wrong? Like if you think about that, like, how different would you function in your life or in your business if no choice was ever wrong and that you just looked at what was working and then chose again and then looked at what was working and then chose again? Do you find that um, maybe one of the reasons that they're not focusing all of their energy on building the new choice but they're focusing their energy not on, on fighting the old choice like trying to get out of the old rather than rather than focusing all of their energy on building the new. Yeah, I think that that can be part of it. It's really about being aware of everything that's going on and not not really being stuck with to focus and just being aware of what's happening and and keeping your awareness on what you actually what's like your target. What are we actually trying to create here? Um because the other piece of it, especially when it comes to companies, is we have a scenario where in a huge number of companies, CEOs are turning over every three to five years, uh-huh. and they're always getting their money. They're good, right? Right. So, right. so they're incredibly short-term focused, as are the boards, right, because everyone wants to just know about, like, immediate results. So what's happening is no one's looking, so that leads to, creating improved, an improved bottom line by cutting costs and by cutting personnel. And it's it's more from a, like, what can we cut out instead of a what can we add or do different to create more. And so um, we're not looking at, like, you also have to look like, what do we want to create in five years and 10 years and 15 years? Like, is this company going to be here in 50 years? Or, you know, what is, what's what's that plan? And everyone's just so focused on them, on the short-term and their selves, and not also asking, like, what this is this going to create for others, it creates that myopic sort of, like, tiny focused, and and absolutely they're sort of focused on, like, fixing what's wrong instead of asking, like, what else is possible. The energy of what that creates is so different. Exactly. I think that's also called the art of the long view, which is something that we don't practice uh, significantly here in the U.S., or... In, in most Western European countries, um, yeah. that ability to look way, way down the road. So yeah. I yeah. totally agree with that. That's awesome. 
Yeah, and I'd just like to say, like, it tell from your passion, and you certainly have this world experience, and you certainly have a, mesh, a message that you want to deliver to people. Is that part of the reason that you, you know, were uh, interested in joining the change collaboration? What was your purpose for joining the change? Like, what is what? interested you about joining these like-minded leaders from around the globe? I'm curious. It was really about I've been really asking for and looking for a sort of greater platform because I've essentially been doing the things that I've, we've been talking about one-on-one with individuals um, that I've just done normal consulting um, projects with over the last 15 years. And I really um, am looking to take it to a bigger level and instead of going in and like doing it like just like including it in sort of what I do when I fix business processes and things is to actually have conversations with managers and directors and VPs and SVPs and CEOs and go in and have these conversations with these people and show them how changing the point of view in terms of this can really create more for them in the company and the change series is just a great platform to have exposure to more people. I mean, it's certainly like such a huge community, right? The exposure alone is significant. And it's great to be passionate and have a message and want to help people. But if, you're just, if you can't get to anyone, it's, it doesn't work out that well, right? So um, it was all part of my choice and decision and demand to be seen for what I know in the business world and, and, and to the acknowledged skill set that I have. And the change series is a great way to step into that. Fantastic. And and let's be honest with each other. How amazing is it? Not only are you aligned with like-minded leaders from around the globe. I mean, we're in 20-some countries at the moment with over 200 co-authors, but you're now business partners with Jim Britt, who was Tony Robbins' first mentor, and Jim Lutz, who has a wealth of knowledge when it comes to uh, programming the mind to achieve those phenomenal results. Like, How great is that for you as a person? Is that something you've always thought you know, it was possible to meet up with these people? Yeah, I mean, I think that um, I, do, I, do, I do think that part of the reason that it showed up and I was willing to see it is because I did think it was possible. Um, and that was definitely a huge part of the deciding factor, the, having the, the, the amount of access to them um, that they make available as part of this whole change community is, is really phenomenal and something that a lot of people don't do. Um, so it's really fantastic to have access to all of their knowledge. And, you know, I mean, also like years and years ago, when I first started doing sort of alternative things, I I took, a, I did a lot of Anthony Robbins stuff. And, and one of the things that I still remember really agreeing with that he used to say was, when you're when you're learning something new, learn from the best. Right, use their leverage their knowledge, and that's really what um, the change community allows us to do. The, the gym, both of the gyms, are allowing us to leverage their knowledge um, so that we can start 
from a higher place, from a higher springboard, so to speak, than starting flat from scratch and trying to figure it out all, all on our own. Right. Absolutely. And your book isn't out yet. Uh, book 10 isn't out yet. But what do we have to look forward to from you in the next few months? What do you have on the plate? What's any programs, any events? Like what, what can we look forward to from you in the very near future? Um, I have another book coming out in March called, March called The Power of Releasing Judgment. Um, and people are so severely judging themselves. It's really a way that people stop themselves. So there's a lot of really great information um, in that book. Um, and I'm in the middle of redesigning a bunch of things. So I will be having some VIP group coaching program, programs for people to get involved with. And I'm I'm redeveloping some one- and two-day um training sessions for companies so that I can come in and work with the management group um, with some of these tools and teach them how to not only use them for themselves but use them amongst themselves and then use them with their people. Um, and um, those, are the, those are the biggest things on the horizon. And who knows um, what's happening towards the end of the year. I'm also Deb. Um, on her um, Soul Women on the Go. So we've got that coming up, I think, um, tw- more towards the end of the year. Um, so that'll be exciting, and, and stay tuned on Facebook for the developments with all of that. Awesome. So that sounds like you've got two books coming out in the next uh, in the next few months, right? One's a solo yeah. book, and Change 10 is coming out. That's oh. going to be... Yeah, the uh, the other book's also a co-author book. I didn't write the whole book. Oh, okay. The, the, well, the judgment book's also a talk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and I yeah, and I just had one come out um, in January, so it's been a pretty power-packed Q1 for me. Right on. So that's awesome. Um, yeah. As as we're getting ready to wrap up this interview, we have a few more points. What's one gold nugget that you really wanna? deliver to the listener right now? Oh, that's a great question. If I could tell people only one thing, um, it's that your point of view creates your reality. Your your reality does not create your point of view. And that you always have choice. You might not like the choice, but you always have choice. And what that creates for me is total empowerment. When, when The first time I heard that, I was like, oh, my God, that means that everything is happening I created, and that means that everything is happening I can change. And for me, there was so much freedom in that. It changed, it, literally, it changed my life. Absolutely. That's awesome. And I was actually going to end. We're not, we're not done yet. We still have a few more minutes. But I did want to quote the end of your chapter um, and you kind of just summed it up right there, but if I may, I'll, I'll quote it because I have the book right in front of me. And you said, your, willing, your willingness to ask questions, to be aware, to empower everyone with choice, and to keep experimenting and ex- or to expose more and more possibilities to you. And the more you do it, the easier it gets. 
And all you have to do is make a commitment to yourself and get started. And I think you just summed it up right there, which is really amazing, you know? Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, I am, I'm really excited about this. I think that, quite frankly, it can change the world. You know, we can, with simple, simple changes, really change the world. And it's time to do that. And in, uh, in keeping with Deb Crow's tradition of loving quotes, um, I think what you and Rich were just talking about and kind of what I feel is inside of you is a quote by uh, Thoreau, Henry David Thoreau. Things do not change. We change. And I think that, um, I think that for me that, that wraps around everything that you've been saying. The, from the point of the reality is the point of view that you're creating. It's not the other way around. And the fact that you have a choice, even if it isn't a choice you want or a choice that um, you desired, it's still a choice. And, Absolutely. Uh, it gives you so much freedom, but it still gives you responsibility at the same time. And I think yeah. that's the scary part for a lot of people. Yeah. And I think that what I've witnessed in my own personal life is that when I change other people change also. My willingness to change and be a question creates the space for other people to do the same, even though they didn't know that that's what they wanted to do or that's what they desired. Exactly. Yeah. Kim, real quick, um, how can people connect with you? Can you give us uh, your website and sure. maybe some social media links? Yep. So um, my website is www.kimmalamalucien.com. So it's K-I-M-M-A-L-A-M-A-L-U-C-I-E-N. You can reach me there. You can find me under the same name on Facebook. And um, my Twitter handle is accessmalama, A-C-C-E-S-S-M-A-L-A-M-A. And same on Instagram. And my email address is kim at kimmalamalucien.com. So those are the best ways to reach me, for to schedule consulting, to schedule training sessions, if you want to do private sessions, and to find out about the programs coming up and book releases and all of that such things. Oh, and also oh. I should plug my radio show. I have a radio show on HMFM <laughs> on Friday morning. <laughs> So you can check us out there. That show is called the That show is called the Super Scoop of Consciousness, and I have two awesome co-hosts on that show, and we talk about all kinds of crazy stuff and have lots of fun to start your Friday morning. Excellent. Can you say that one more time? Well, Kim, radio show Super Scoop of Consciousness. It's on a to zen dot fm. You can also get it as a free podcast on iTunes and a lot of the there's a there's a tons of um, podcast platforms that you can get the shows on as well. But you can actually join us in the chat room and call in live and ask questions. So it can be, it's a fun interactive show a lot of the time. That's awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Well, Kim, I'd, I'd personally like to thank you. And I'm sure Lawrence would like to thank you as well for joining us today and being on the change book radio show do you have any last words that you'd like to part on? No, I think we've said it all. Be kind to yourself. Don't judge yourself and ask questions. Those are the steps to change your life. 
Excellent. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to this interview with Kim Lucien, who is a co-author in Book 10, which is coming out very soon. As we've said before, she's a best-selling author and business consultant. And when Book 10 of the Change Book series comes out, be sure to read her chapter, Benevolent Leadership, Creating Growth and Sustainability Through Empowerment. Kim, once again, thank you so much for joining us, and I look forward to speaking with you soon. Thanks. I enjoyed it. It was lots of fun. I appreciate it. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Lawrence, you there? I am, sir. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that was Kim Lucien. And in just a moment, we're going to bring up Mikkel Rose. She's joining us. So uh, let me play this. I'm going to play the commercial real quick, and then we'll bring up Mikkel in just a moment. Jim Britt and Jim Lutz had a vision, and the Change Book series was developed. Welcome to the Change Book Radio Show with your host, Work-Life Balance Specialist, Deb Crow. Join Deb weekly where she interviews the top co-authors from all over the globe who share their insights into self-empowerment with life-enhancing realizations that will touch every area of your life. We're live every Wednesday on Blog Talk Radio at 1.30 Eastern Standard Time. Ladies and gentlemen, we're back to the Change Book Radio Show. My name is Rich Perry. I'm joined by my friend and business partner, Lawrence Pipkin, and we're filling in for Deb Crow, who's on holiday today. Lawrence, do you have anything that you want to say? I just wanted to welcome everybody and also thank uh, the two gyms for giving the uh, steering wheel of the the Change Book Series radio show to Deb Crow. She's awesome. Uh, I hope that she's listening in while she's dangling her feet in the pool in St. Martin. Um, a shout-out to Deb. I hope she's having a, a beverage or two. So thank you for to Deb, and thank you to the gyms for giving us the opportunity to keep this thing going. Awesome. And we have Mikkel on, on the line. Mikkel, are you there? I am here. Can you hear me? We can hear you. Um, so what I'm going to do is I'll introduce you real quick. I'm just learning the buttons and everything like that. Deb is a phenomenal host, so we're learning the buttons as we go. But real quick, I'm going to introduce you formally, all right? So ladies and gentlemen, we have Mikkel Rose, who is a fitness and nutrition specialist. She's a life coach, an entrepreneur, and a dreamer. She's one of the co-authors in Book 9, which was just released, and her chapter is titled, Take Care of Your Body So That Your Mind Will Awaken Your Soul. Mikkel is passionate about helping others feel alive and says one of the most freeing feelings in the world is feeling healthy. Bringing both technical expertise and her enthusiasm to her work, she's on the cutting edge of food psychology and has a knack for explaining highly scientific, highly scientific physical processes in a way that makes sense to her clients. And she lives in Utah. So, Mikkel, now that I've formally introduced you, welcome to the show. 
Awesome. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. So so tell us, uh, your book just came out, correct? That is correct. It did just come out back in uh, the end of December. Right on. And if you would, you know, tell us a little bit about your area of passion. I, you know, I briefly explained what it is that you do, but I loved your chapter. Go ahead and you tell us in your words your area of passion. You know, it's really helping people understand the importance of mind, body, soul, but not just through exercise or not just through reading a whole bunch or not just through meditation, um, but as a whole. You know, I I really discovered through my life that I couldn't just be eating healthy or I couldn't just be educating myself or I couldn't just try to be spiritual. It was really making sure that those three things synergistically worked together. Um, and I found a process that really helped me and has touched a lot of my clients' lives and it takes it step by step by really focusing first on food and nutrition because if we don't focus on what we're feeding ourselves and if it's causing us to have a mental block or anxiety or making us shut down, you know, we really can't have a clear mind to make conscious decisions that push us forward in life and, and promote growth. And we don't ever really have a way to connect with ourselves spiritually. So walking people through this amazing step of, hey, let's watch what you're putting in into your body, you know, and and who's around you? What are your environments like? Okay, what are you plugging into? Who are you talking to? Who's feeding your your dreams with you? As I really live in that place of passion every single day of reminding people that we we all have an opportunity to become who we really are, but we first have to take care of ourselves. And just helping people awaken that part of them drives me to do what I do every single day. Awesome. Lawrence, I know you have a follow-up question because this is right in <laughs> your area of interest. Uh, so I'm going to – I've got a couple questions that I want to talk to Mikkel about in just a moment. But, Lawrence, I'm going to let you take the helm on this one because I, I'm sure you're just itching to ask questions um, for Mikkel. So go ahead. Okay. Um, Mikkel, very nice to meet you. I'm Lawrence. Nice um, to meet you, too. <laughs> I I loved your chapter very much. I think that when people write and or speak or communicate from their heart, it shows an authenticity with where they're at and the message that they're trying to get across. I um I like the way that you are integrating your life into a practice that is encompassing a wholeness. Hmm. And Thank you. What I would like to ask you is, um, you, you talk about your body, you talk about your mind, and you talk about your spirit, um, and feeding those so that you can you can have those kind of rise together. What mm-hmm. is the biggest challenge for you, either? Uh, and you can you can answer this either in terms of your clients or or yourself that keeps that line of authenticity between those three things. No, oh, that is a good question. I have from I think it it varies with, with everyone. Uh, for me, um, it used to just kind of be my, the choices I, I would make, the people I would be around. Um, 
you know, if I woke up and I made bad choices in the morning, I'd made bad choices in the day and, and it bled on throughout my life. And it really came to, you know, if you fail to plan, you're planning to fail. And I had to really gain control of my life and organize it and say, I'm going to own today. And the moment I woke up, I'd have to, to own the day. The moment my feet hit the ground, you know, with, with either a meditation or prepping my food or eating my breakfast or working out, making sure I started my day off right. Usually, even now, with how far I've been in this journey, I will notice that if I don't start my day off right, it tends to, to kind of spiral. I'll be like, oh, darn it. That didn't go as planned. Um, so that's kind of where I'm at. But when it comes to my clients, I really think the fundamental starting point is their food. You know, if they don't have, they're not eating right or moving their body they tend to spiral out of control much quicker with all of their choices, who they're hanging out with, um, what they're choosing to do with their free time, and, you know, what they're choosing to do about their entire life if they're not really <clears throat> focusing on taking care of their body first. Right. So it's kind of like the old axiom, garbage in, garbage out. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So, um, it, and, it's, and it's funny because, People, this is so simple. This is not rocket science. I mean, your mom told you when you were growing up, hey, don't hang out with those kids because you're going to become the people you hang out with. And you're like, oh, whatever, mom. Um, garbage in, garbage out. You know, I, I used to live on Snickers bars and Mountain Dew in the morning. And you know how I felt in the evening. And, and so these things are so simple. Why do you think that people push back so hard when you're giving them these very simple uh, kind of rules for success almost and, and, and prosperity both in their, in their mental makeup as well as their physical makeup. Why do you think people push back so hard? I just, you know, it, it has, every person's a little bit different. Um, it could be their upbringing, um, sometimes ego. It could be, oh, I've tried it all. Um, I don't think there's just one direct answer. It varies with every single person. I think that's why I love my job. It's a challenge every single day. Someone will come in and they've either been really educated or they might have like an eating disorder. They they might have, you know, insecurity that they've dealt with their entire life and they've learned coping mechanisms. Um, they might be an addict to food, which also falls in line with coping mechanisms. Uh or they, they've read enough. They know enough. I know it's right for me. Um, I, I'll do it when I want to. And a lot uh, of it's, you know, it, it, it's funny when, when you start really diving down into it, but you, it's just peeling back the layers of why someone doesn't want to take action or, you know, what's keeping them from, from actually doing this. Or maybe they've tried a whole bunch of things that, that haven't worked or they weren't consistent or persistent enough um, and a lot of it, you know, with my coaching, I think what makes it a lot different is that I'm there with them along the way. They have that accountability partner, someone pushing them when they want to give up. And I think that's really key to succeeding in any area of your life is maybe find, finding someone that's been down that road, that's doing what you want to do, and you follow in those footsteps. Because during, along the way, you're going to lose track or lose hope and and want to fall back into old behaviors with how you were raised or let your insecurities come up or your fears or your doubts, and it will keep you from growing and it will allow, it will keep somebody to keep participating in bad behavior that isn't allowing them to grow. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, 100%. So on a personal level, um, and you can answer this or not, <laughs> mm-hmm. what do you do against your own pushback? What do you do when – because I know that the wonderful thing about the change group is this this amount of collaboration that we can all have with one another. And I understand that we can reach out and we can I can call Rich and say, hey, Rich, I'm feeling this way today. Help me out. Um, what do you do? Do you, do you utilize a mentor or somebody, or do you find something within yourself that you connect with? I, I've got I, both, absolutely both. I, I, you have to have an arsenal of things around you to succeed in life, and I think you guys know that as well. And that's why the change group is so powerful. You know, it's this huge arsenal added to another arsenal that we've are already created within our lives with daily rituals and habits. So, for me, that that's a huge staple in my life is my daily rituals and habits, meditating, reading, um, always expanding my mind. And then I meal prep every once a week or once every two weeks, and I eat very healthy and clean, and I juice. Those things keep me going. That's, that's the fuel to my, my vehicle through life. But, you know, every once in a while I get a flat tire, and I have to call a friend. I have to call a mentor, a coach. <laughs> I don't have to help me fix it or her. So it both absolutely, I think it's important to have a support group um, and a community, not just, you know, one or two people, even though sometimes those are the two people you really reach out to, but a community, very much so like the change book where you've got, you know, a whole bunch of people that you can access and utilize and lean on that have been down the road that you want to go down or maybe have experienced a problem that you've gone through and can see the light at the end of the tunnel for you. I think that both of those things are really huge. Excellent. Well, I will throw you back to Rich so that uh, he can dive a little deeper into into your chapter and ask you the really hard questions. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> now, before we get into the hard questions, well, maybe this is the hard one. I don't know. I don't know. Mikhail, your story was extremely it was in, it was inspiring and parts of your story it was like i was reading my own story it resonated with mm-hmm. me on that level that i felt like i truly knew you that we were friends you know what i'm saying and mm-hmm. i'm reminded of the tip of the iceberg you know you see the tip of the iceberg and you think that's how it is but you never really understand that person until you look underneath and you realize their struggles, their trials, their tribulations. Now, someone like you who lives to serve others, okay, do you find that people who do live to serve others do so in part because they know what it's like to experience tragedy and monumental struggles in their lives? Is that something that you've noticed? I do. That's definitely a very similar trait with people that that serve other people. They've been through that. They've got. They had like a a moment in their lives that where they they felt compelled to to give that gift back to other people and liberate other people in whatever field that is. Whether that be struggle with money, whether that be emotional eating or sexual abuse or you know fitness health. It. it it's pretty cool to see that that's a very similar um, uh, trait with other coaches and mentors of people when they want to empower other people's lives and and live from a place of serving. They have gone through something very similar where they now feel that it's their calling to 
educate and liberate people. Awesome. And my belief is, and maybe this is your belief as well is, and I think this is what you were kind of exactly saying, I'm just maybe paraphrasing it, saying in a different way, is it really makes them more relatable and it makes Mm -hmm. them a better coach or mentor to be able to say, you know, I'm not coming from the mountaintop. Like I was exactly in your shoes, you know, a few months ago or a few years ago. Is that something Mm -hmm. that you feel to be true as well? Absolutely. And I've, I've noticed that, you know, the coaches I relate most to are the ones who have been through a struggle. I watched the movie Goodwill Hunting the other day and it reminded me that because he was this psychologist, it was the only psychologist that could break through this to this kid who was really hard. No, no one could really get through to him, but because he had relatability, he grew up in the same neighborhood. He'd been through similar struggles. He was able to break through to him. And I think that that's, that's huge. Being able to have that relatability, you can only read so much in a textbook, but when you live it, when you experience it, you can change lives. You, you, you don't even have to have the degree. You can relate to someone. You can get through to someone. You can be that light, that hope. That is what changes people's lives. I think it's very important. Awesome. That's beautiful. And in your chapter, you talk about, you know, there was a point in your life when things just clicked. Can you describe that a little bit for us? Do you remember? I'm sure you remember what I'm talking about. You you mentioned things just clicking. Um, you mentioned it a few times in your chapter. Um, was it like this bright aha moment? The lights went on, kind of things just clicked. Is that what you're going for? <laughs> yeah, it was. It was <laughs> one of the most overwhelming feelings I'd ever felt in my life. Like I was like this is what I want to do. Like I, I woke up and I have always been passionate about things that I've done in life. I've always been an athlete, I've always been excited to do things, but the, the, that click feeling was, it was my soul telling me, yes, like you are liberating yourself. Keep moving forward, change people's lives, like put others first, lead with service and um, collaborate. Don't compete. Like it was just this moment where I mean, I was on fire. I called my mom, and I was like, Mom, I know what I want to do. And she's like, oh, okay. I was like, I want to change people's lives. And she was like, okay, I get it. And I was like, no, I'm going to change people's lives. I'm going to help people. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to coach people. I'm going to help them, you know, help realize what their sole purpose is. That's my purpose. And she thought I was kind of crazy. <laughs> she's like, oh, are you okay? I was like, I'm great. And I ran that day like I I was awake from the inside. And I don't know if you can relate with a moment like that in your life where you just know that you're living, you even though you're not living it yet, you're not you, you your dreams are not in front of you. You're feeling that whatever you're thinking that you want to do with your life, that is it. That you are you are in sync with the universe. You are plugged in with the divine, and that you are you've awakened your soul, and that you are going to move forward. And it is one of the most amazing feelings when you finally realize that you have a purpose and that you can actually pursue it. And that's, that's that, that moment when things just click for me. Have you ever experienced something like that? Oh, absolutely. And I mean, I can feel your passion as you're saying it. I mean, I could, I felt your passion as I was reading the words, as you're saying it, you're, you're someone that truly speaks from the heart, like this is something you live, you breathe it, 
you know, you wake up in the morning, you go to bed with it at night, you eat it every day for breakfast. Um, <laughs> and, I mean, anyone who's listening right now, I think they are they feel the exact same thing. Lawrence, do you agree? Uh, well, she's so passionate. And what I, what I loved about your chapter and what I love even more about listening to you in person is that that authenticity, that integrity comes through in leaps and bounds. When you say things, you're, you're popping off uh, quotes that people should live their life by. Uh, lead with service, collaborate, don't compete, awake from the inside, uh, being plugged into the divine. All of these things are that state of consciousness that gives you that moment of there is something more, and that something more is inside of me. And I feel that from you when you speak, and I'm sure that everybody out there listening does as well. And it's, it, it is, at, at one time, it's, it's encouraging and uplifting, but it also causes me to, to look at within and say, all right, what do I need to do to get that feeling back if I don't have it? What do I need to do mm. to grow that feeling even bigger? And I think mm. that's what I feel from both your reading and from listening to you. So I think it's amazing. Thank you so much. I really received that. Thank you. Awesome. So, Mikkel, I'm I'm curious. Um, you live in Utah, right? And not that this is a demographic thing. I was just felt like throwing that out there. What's one challenge that you see in people that your talents address? What's you know what's that difficulty that people out there? in this day and age are experiencing, I'm sure they're experiencing a lot. We're all experiencing a lot, but I mean, what's that major challenge that your talents address? I would have to say conformity. People feel that, especially in Utah, I lived in California for five years. So coming back, I was born and raised in Utah and I came back here to uh, open up my practice. I felt like it it could serve more people here. Um, It's, very much so traditional here in Utah. You know, go to school, get married at a young age, um, and be, you know, for women, I have a lot of female clients. They get they get married very young and they have kids, and they never really pursued something that made them come alive. And being able to be a light in somebody's life and show them that it is possible, no matter what age that you're at, to to awaken yourself and do something that that makes you come alive, and it's very powerful to watch women and men come into my office and see me living from this amazing space of, I just love my life. I love serving. And they're like, I want to do something bigger and greater. I want to awaken a part of me like that. And they start trying new things. They start doing things that they once loved. They start dancing or playing ball or teaching, you know, T-ball. I even had an, another client who decided to quit her job and go work at a floral shop because she wanted to, to live, deliver flowers to make people happy you know, just me living in my purpose liberates other people to go and do something that also makes them come alive. So back to your question, you asked, you know, what's that hardest struggle is, it's, a, you know, giving people that hope and faith that it's okay to break the mold, to break from conformity, that you don't have to go to school, or you don't have to just be a mom, or you don't have to follow, you know, these social standards of, well, if you do X, Y, and Z, you will be successful or work for this company for X amount of years and you will be successful or make sure you have insurance or just have a day job. You know, it's just like letting people dream again. I, they sit down in the chairs in my office and I'm like, 
what do you want to do? What makes you come alive? Who do you want to be? How do you want to serve? And getting people dreaming again is so cool because they live in just this little box and that they just go to work and come home and that's how it's supposed to be. And they're just so not happy. You know, they're comfortable. They're complacent instead of just being content. They're complacent. They're just irritable and discontent. They don't know why they don't like their lives. They might drink or it's just just not a very happy place to live when you're trying to live with inside of a box or live live to, to look the, the part but not be a part. And that's what I love people, love teaching people to do. Let's, let's be somebody, even if it's of service, even if you're just volunteering. What are you doing to be somebody, to make an impact in your life, in your kids' lives, in your spouse' lives? It's very powerful to help people break out from that conformity and what they think that they should be doing and let them just do things that they feel they they can do awesome and you know being a part of the change book series i think is you know giving us that platform to meet people on a bigger scale on a global scale. I mean, if it wasn't for the change book series, we wouldn't know you and you wouldn't know us. (laughs) And I think Mm -hmm. I speak to Lawrence when I say we are extremely excited. We would love to meet you in person because I think, you know, you, I get the, I get the vibe from you that your smile, your passion just lights up the room. I'm curious, (laughs) what is something that you want to do in the very near future? How do you want to take your participation, your collaboration with the Change Book Series and allow it, what's the impact that you want to bring to your area, to your your country, to the globe? What's something that you want to bring to the people? Oh man, that's such a loaded question. I'd be so I could go on for days. I'm <laughs> right, just start a little off dreamer. Small. Start off small. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay, five years, ten years. What are we talking? No, right now. I mean, in the next year, I want to be able to host seminars, other coaches here in Utah. There's not a lot of self development, um, self help, an opportunity here to really look into the entrepreneurial side of yourself. Everything's very, you know, it's not not a lot of that's here, let's be honest. And I really want to make that impact here and co-host. And that's why I love being part of the Change Series. I know there's a bunch of co- coaches out there because I don't have all of the answers. But collaborating and, and, and allowing opportunity to be given to the masses just here in, locally in Utah would be so phenomenal. I've already uh, partnered up with a life coach and nutritionist here, and we've done a couple free seminars, and, oh, man, it is so cool to watch people leave and then email us or write us, and there's just a huge impact. So we've got that on our radar radar already to be doing about six this year, free seminars, just to be able to give back to the community. It was our, our give back moment for the year. We're like, how can we give back? But other than that, being able to partner with um, coaches from the Change Book Series would be awesome to meet the both of you and figure out how we could even create something even bigger than that that still impacts the community where they have the ability to to meet like-minded people, 
to meet other people that inspire them, that might add an asset to what it is that they're dreaming about. And that's that's a, that's a small little angle for right now, but globally and uh, nationally, being able to take seminars with a couple co-hosts and really have a, a changing type coaching platform. Making CDs is also something that I'm coming up with right now with another partner's nutritionist I'm working on, and that's been really powerful coming up with the, the the modules and how are we going to walk people through step through step, you know, awaking their body, their mind, and their soul, and being able to touch more people nationally and globally is our ultimate goal within the next year or two. And I'm curious, what's it like for you? We're going personal now since we went global just a second ago, right? <laughs> what's it like for you? Not only aligning with coaches and leaders from around the globe. Like I said earlier, we're in 20-plus countries. We've got over 200 co-authors. What's it like knowing that your business partners and mentors are Jim Lutz and Jim Britt? Does it, how does that feel for you? Oh, my gosh. It's so powerful. The <laughs> cool thing is it, it, it's very, very powerful. I've, I've been to Tony Robbins seminars, and uh, I just went to a Les Brown seminar, and you get around these people like that, and it is, man, it lights your week on fire, not even your day. You, just, you get a touch of that energy. And, and just knowing that, that they've created this, and I know uh, Jim Lutz on a personal level, and he is phenomenal. He is an amazing person, his connections, his his knowledge. And it is, it's like I recharge. I go and I have a half-an-hour conversation, and I'm like, oh, I'm amped up for the week. So just the thought that I'm part of a community that um, Jim Britt Jim Britt and Jim Lutz created, it's very, very powerful. Awesome. Lawrence, did you have any questions from Mikhail? Um, a couple things. They'll be mm-hmm. easy, though. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, my way. We'll, definitely have, <laughs> we'll definitely have to connect. I believe uh, strongly, as you do, about uh, integrating your mind, your, your mind, your body, and your spirit. I also integrate shadow into my work. Um, but in keeping with Deb Crow's tradition of quotes, listening to you throughout this interview and reading your chapter, uh, I've come up with two quotes that come to me. And one is from uh, Lao Tzu, uh, who wrote The Tao Te Ching. And he said, if you don't change direction, you may end up where you are heading. And when you speak when you speak about opportunities in Utah and you speak about your life, that's I think that's what you know, that's what's out there. I think that's what people uh find themselves in. Uh the other one is by Mahatma Gandhi and he says, You must be the change you want to see in the world. And mm-hmm. that is exactly what I feel from you. And exactly what I feel that you're trying to impart to all the people that you have a connection with or whose lives you touch in one way or another, whether it be at the grocery store or in a client setting. And I think mm-hmm. that uh, when you live that way, you have no choice but to change the world. And so it's up to you which direction you change it. So mm-hmm. my question for you is if you could change and this this will be, this is a question that nobody wants to answer because it's it's inside. So if you could change anything about yourself, 
that you don't want anyone to know about, what would it be? <laughs> I wouldn't change anything about myself. I wouldn't. I, everything that has happened to me and everything that I am today um, is because of what happened to me. And, you know, my funny little quirks, the way I operate, I mean, I'm I'm a Virgo. I am, oh, man, Excel spreadsheets are my best friend. And sometimes being a perfectionist, you know, it's not it's not the best thing. I'm like, oh, man, I'm my own worst enemy right now. But that's also what has made me so highly successful at what it, what it is that I do. And, and it keeps me driven. It keeps me focused every single day. I would, And that's something I teach my clients is to accept every single little thing about you. When you love every single flaw, when you love your legs, when you love your hands, when you love your past, when you love your, you know, your, your awful relationships you've been in, when you love the fact that you have a, a little bit of a temper and you're able to harness all of these things that you see as flaws or that they're not okay and you accept them fully, you liberate yourself. All of a sudden those, those burdens, they're gifts, you know, and, and it's, it's very powerful when you realize that you could be sitting on a gift your entire life and you could be looking at it as a flaw and, and, and allow that thing to make you come alive. So there is not one thing I would change about myself. Not one. That's awesome. That is mm-hmm. awesome. Um, I had somebody tell me the other day, I wish I was as skinny as I was the first time I thought I was fat. (laughs) And, you know, that's all about perspective and about what you're willing to do with what you have. So Mm -hmm. that's very excellent. Um, Rich, I'll throw it back to you. Hey, Florence. Well, Mikkel, I'm sold, and I'm a fan. So what can I and everybody else listening right now look forward coming from you? What I know you said you've got some CDs on the way, you've got some seminars on the way. What are, what's maybe like one or two things right now that we can look forward to coming from you? Uh, definitely the seminars. You've got I've got those coming up. They will be locally. Uh, I have another girlfriend uh, I've been partnered with for average. She has a a company and she does health coaching very similar. And it's called um, Beyond Your Body. And she's opening up a radio talk show host in two months. And so I will be co-hosting on that weekly with her. I will also be having uh, the CDs launching probably in the next 12 months is, is what's anticipated. And I just went through a a rebranding process, so a new website will be launching shortly. I do my coaching here in Utah, but I also do it um, virtually. So I do Skype calls, so I don't just have to see you in person. I love to be able to connect to people any way that I can. I have about 20% of my clients uh, on a Skype basis, and I connect with them all over the United States and have a couple in Canada. So I'm always available that way as well. An amazing, you know, life coaching platform, and I also have nutrition programs. So, and I've been able to combine them both synergistically into one program where we touch base twice a week uh, for thirty to thirty minutes to sixty minutes. And I'm uh, still taking on clients and absolutely loving expanding my business. And within the next two years, I'll be bringing on a couple of mentors and having a coachy, coaches coaching program. So being able to teach people to do what it is that I do to help people liberate themselves. Awesome. And real quick, what's one golden nugget that you want to leave the good people listening right now? Man, 
we we have one one place to live, and it's our body. And if we don't take care of that, it it won't take care of us. And it's 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 through my chapter, and that is the title of my chapter. It's, you have got to take care of your body. You cannot treat it poorly. You cannot you know be around uh, people and environments that don't support who you can really become. And you've got to detox yourself mentally, spiritually, emotionally, materialistically to be able to come alive and just really putting your body first. It's, it's the only place you have to live. It is the only place you have to live. Awesome. And tell us again real quick, how can people connect with you? I know you said you're going through a rebranding. Uh, there's going to be a new mm-hmm. website out, uh, new website up. Um, in the meantime, how can we connect with you? You can still go to the website right now. It's just got a landing page. You can enter your email in there. My contact information is there. That's uh, michaelrose.com. That's M-I-C-K-E-L-L rose.com. You can also find me on Facebook, which is Mikkel Rose. And that's really how most people connect with me is through Facebook. You can also email me at michaelrose at gmail.com. And that's mainly how people get in touch with me. Awesome. And before you go, I would really like to end it on the line from your chapter. And I have the book right in front of me. Do you mind if I quote you real quick? Absolutely. Go ahead. (laughs) And this is coming from Mikkel's chapter. She said, my purpose is to help others discover the light within their own story and within themselves so they too can experience that moment when things just click. And I think a lot of people reading your story and even listening to you right now, I'm sure many of them have felt that sensation. They might even experience some little clicks going on at the moment just from hearing you speak. So, Mikkel, thank you so much for joining us today and honoring Lawrence and myself to be able to talk to you while while Deb's away on vacation. Um, Lawrence, do you have anything that you'd like to say to Mikkel before we get out of here? I just wanted to say it was wonderful meeting with you, and uh, I know Deb is probably upset that she didn't get a chance to chat with you more. She told us that you were a firecracker, and uh, she was (laughs) right. And I really enjoyed speaking with you, and I hope that people will reach out and connect. Um, and please reach out and connect with uh, with Rich and myself. Um, we're always available to everyone to, um, if we can't answer questions, we uh, one of Rich's big things is putting people in contact with people who can help, and I do that as well. And I think that as we grow this community, we can do nothing but wonderful, wonderful things. And I want to wish you all the success in the world, and thank you again for being part of the change and being that inspiration for all those people that you don't even know. Awesome. Thank you so much. It was so wonderful being on the call with you guys today. I really appreciate it and felt very honored and privileged to be part of this community and and be on this talk show host today. So thank you. Awesome. Thank you so much, Mikkel. Mm-hmm. We'll connect soon. I'll chat. Have a wonderful day, you guys. All right, you bye-bye. too. Bye-bye. <laughs> bye-bye. Well, everybody, um, we're about ready to wrap it up. We've got a few more minutes, and that was Mikkel 
Rose. And once again, we said before, Mikkel's a fitness and nutrition expert, uh, specialist, fitness and nutrition specialist, life coach, entrepreneur, and dreamer. And she's in book nine, and her chapter is Take Care of Your Body So That Your Mind Will Awaken Your Soul. We've had two phenomenal interviews today um, while Deb's away on holiday. Hope she's enjoying herself. We just spoke to Mikkel Rose, and we talked to Kim Lucian earlier in the show. Lawrence, how has it been for you hosting this show? I mean, I had a blast today just meeting uh, Mikkel and meeting Kim. Uh, those two are amazing. They're doing some really great things that you can really tell they've got that fire, that passion burning within, and... I mean, that's why we joined the Change Book Series. I mean, Jim Lutz and Jim Britt had this amazing vision to collaborate, to unite all these leaders from around the globe. And just meeting Mikkel and meeting Kim and meeting Deb and meeting all of our friends from the Change Book Series, I mean, that's got to be some powerful stuff. What What are your thoughts on that? Well, now I know Deb Crow's secret. Uh, Once a week, she sits down with two people who are so passionate and so involved in change, not only in their own lives, but in the lives of other people in a a variety of ways, in 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 a sense that we couldn't even begin to imagine. And every week she gets that charge, and you see it in her. You see the fire in her. So what I want you to do right now, Rich, is change all the passwords for the radio show because we're going to take over because this was awesome. Uh, Just being able to feel that passion that there are in people out there. So often all we see is all the negative and the negative and the negative. If you happen to catch the news or anything like that, there isn't this passion that you see um, that I saw today in just listening, and it was amazing. So get on changing those passwords, please. <laughs> yes, I will I will definitely change all the passwords and we'll be the new hosts for the Change Book Series. <laughs> I'm sure that'll go over well. Um, and, you know, it's such an honor to be a part of the Change Book Series. Um, we're just going to, we're going to chat it up for just a few moments, ladies and gentlemen, so... You know, feel free. We're just going to continue this conversation, and we're going to share some of our own ideas. Um, for me personally, this is something that I've always wanted to be a part of. I mean, I've starting out my my coaching business. You know, I saw these JVs existing with leaders from around the globe, and I was always curious: how do you get in touch and be a part of something? bigger than yourself, you know, and I've always wanted to be a part of something bigger than myself. And I think a lot of listeners are maybe even curious as to how do you take that leap? How do you how do you join that collective, you know, a group, a mastermind, something that there's that higher purpose, you know, and I think that's what Jim and Jim had in mind when they created the Change Book Series, you know, putting together people from around the globe, 
allowing them to share ideas, inspire each other, uh, mentor each other, uh, work together. Collaboration is just a key word that um, flies around, you know, and some people really don't understand what collaboration means, but it's really just working together in that unity to, it is for that higher purpose, you know, and that's what I love so much about the Change Book series and how honored I am to be a part of it from Jim and Jim. They had this vision, and it's just been a roller coaster of awesomeness for the last couple months. I mean, uh, Lawrence, back me up on this one, right? Oh, 100%. You know, I know that, um, Rich, when we started working together, we weren't in the Change book series but when we found out we both were in the same book, it really changed, I think, um, how we looked at things mentally uh, from then on. And I think it's been an inspiration for us to have grown as much as we've grown and and created the things that we have created simply because we have that vast network of people to both encourage us but also give us direction. Um, so if you know anybody out there that could benefit the way that you benefited, you know, get them in touch with, uh, with the gyms or, you know, or get them involved. Um, I know Jim and Jim constantly are looking to build the biggest community in the world of people who care about people, people who want to help and want to change things. And the only way that they can really do that is with our help. And if we can reach out to, you know, five or ten of the people in our lives that we know could benefit from knowing 200-plus amazing people, I think that we're doing them a disservice by either presupposing they wouldn't want to be involved or by making that decision for them. So I encourage everyone to go out there and just talk the change up and more than talk about it, get people involved in it. You know, everybody has uh, a gift to give to the world, and that gift can be a chapter in the change and something that is there forever and something that um, I know I'm holding on to and that will always be very special to me. Um, for some people, it might be their one thing they always wanted to do. It might be nothing more than a chapter. Uh, for some people, it might be a springboard towards success in other ways. Uh, I know it has become a springboard for both Rich and myself uh, with our Vortex Mastermind and with the training programs that we run weekly and the programs that we put together um, that are going to both be seminars and and another book. So it can be a springboard or it can be just an incredible opportunity for somebody to get their message out there. And I think that you know, we all want to be heard in one fashion or another, and this is just a really wonderful way to do it. So that's what I have, Rich. <laughs> Absolutely. And I'll even I'll take it a step further, but maybe I'll even take it a step back, if that makes any sense, because I think a lot of people, you know, maybe they're listening right now and they're just not even sure how to get started. And it's something that both gyms are constantly um, promoting, the idea of, you know, it's as simple as taking action. Be, taking initiative to 
do something larger than life, you know, serving your higher purpose. And, you know, I know a lot of people that have that, well, it's Friday night or Saturday night, it's Netflix and chill, you know what I'm saying? But people like um, you and I and Deb Crow and people like Mikkel and Kim, people like, uh, well, of course, Jim and Jim and all the other leaders that are out there. You don't even have to be part of the change community. But these are people that are movers and shakers, you know. They're, they're, um, they're doers. They're taking action. And they're not just taking action. They're taking massive action to create that change. And like you, you quoted before, be the change, you know. And there's a lot of people that say they want to do something, but their actions don't follow suit. So taking that initiative and, you know, when you've got that passion, you need to do something about it. You know, even if it's taking little steps, you know, sometimes it's just a little step here and a little step there and just keep building and building and building and building. And then you'll have those successes, you know, and, but it really starts with, with taking action. So I would encourage the listener right now to, Really ask yourself, what is it, you know, ask yourself, what is it that I want to do? And then what can I do right now to further that along? What kind of action can I take right now presently that will further that movement and moving towards that dream, moving towards that desire, you know? I think we, we talked to two people today that have found their passion in life and they're moving towards it. You know, that it was, a, it was a process that started a while ago, and they're on that path, and every day they're moving towards it. And I think you, can, you hear it when you were listening to them both, uh, both Kim and both Mikkel. And, you know, it's, it's just knowing what you want. So ask yourself, what do I want? And then what can I do to start taking action, to start moving and movement is an action. You know, it, it requires movement. It's a verb, ladies and gentlemen. It's a verb. So no Netflix and chill, you know. <laughs> well, speaking of passion and direction, um, before we sign off, Rich, why don't we uh, tell folks a little bit about what we're doing um, so that they can connect with us on a larger scale. Um, I know Deb said it would be cool for us to uh, kind of let people know kind of, well, one, why she chose us to do this, and two, some of the things that we may have to offer everybody. And uh, one of the reasons I think that she offered to let us or trusted us enough to to let us drive her very fancy automobile is that we have the same kind of passion that uh, we see in so many of the co-authors in um, in both giving in order to receive and giving because we know it's the right thing to do and giving because it's just who we are. And along with that, we have a passion for um, change and knowing that we can only grow if we, like you said, continue to move and reach out. So maybe you should... uh, let everybody know how to get in touch with us a little bit. Um, well, I'll save that part, and then you can go in detail. Uh, VortexMastermind.com, V-O-R-T-E-X, Mastermind.com. You can uh, get in contact with both Rich and I. And also uh, check out our new webinar that uh, we have going. It's called Six Steps to Transform Your Mindset and Ramp Up Your Results Now. 
we also have an affiliate program related with that, that if uh, any of you uh, co-authors, we, we encourage you to reach out for that. Uh, we also do two live, or we do a live training call every week uh, called Bank Rolling Your Mind, which has become incredibly exciting. And along with that, there's going to be a program evolving from that, uh, as well as our book. So you can get us on Vortex Mastermind. And we also have a closed group, um, Vortex Mastermind I3, uh, Inspire, Inform, and Inspirit. Um, so, Rich, I'll let you uh, kind of tidy up everything that I just threw out there and say thank you to the people for listening to us. Yeah, well, I think you nailed everything, but once again, I would like to say thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you to Mikkel, to Kim for allowing us to interview you. Thank you to Deb for, as Lawrence said, trusting us with your fancy automobile. Thank you to Jim and Jim for the vision and asking us to join the Change Book Series and, yeah, I would like to end with my golden nugget would be a free gift to you, the listener. So, as Lawrence said, we have a, a free webinar out there, which is the six shifts to transform your mindset and ramp up results now. And it's our free gift to you. And you're also going to get another gift once you sign up for it. And you can do that simply by going to vortexmastermind.com. We've got a lot of golden nuggets in the free webinar. There's no fluff, no nonsense. So grab a pen and paper. Be sure to take plenty of notes and then connect with us afterwards and we'll set you up with a with a strategy call. And then like Lauren said, you can connect with us a little bit more intimately with our live training calls that we do Tuesday nights, um, Bank Rolling Your Mind. And you can find all the information on our website, Vortex mastermind.com and then from there you can join our closed Facebook group and even you know get to know us a little bit better connect with us a little bit more intimately and we'll be able to really help you out and just like Mikkel said and just like Kim said and it's been you know said many times in this call it's really about serving others you know what can you do when you know your passion to helping someone else better their lives and helping someone to empower themselves towards creating that marvelous change. And that's why we're a part of the Change Book Series. And that's why we're also grateful to Jim Britt and Jim Lutz for providing the vision and inviting us to be a part of this just phenomenal experience. I mean, it's certainly something that we're all going to take with us through the rest of our lives. And I think the best thing about it is, like, Jim, both Jims have said it multiple times, you know, it's not just a book. It's not just a series of books. Forging lasting friendships with like-minded individuals from around the globe. And that's what the, one of the greatest things about, you know, the age that we live in and the technology that we have is connecting with people that you wouldn't have known otherwise, you know, and it's finding someone in a different state, in a different country, maybe even a different continent from you, and finding out that, hey, this is someone that is going to inspire you, and you're going to inspire that person. And, um, you know, it just has that synergy. And 
you become lifelong friends, and that's what the amazing thing about it is. And once again, I'd like to thank you for tuning in. Deb, we hope you're having a phenomenal time in the Caribbean. Be sure to bring me back an awesome gift. And um, and that's it. We've got a minute left in the show, so we're going to end it by simply just signing off. And we just got the 90-second mark. So thank you all for joining uh the Change Book series as Lawrence and I graciously hosted for Deb. Thank you to Jim and Jim for providing the vision. And thank you to Mikkel and Kim for allowing us to interview you today. So, Lawrence, I'll talk to you soon. Listeners, connect with us. And we look forward to serving you and inspiring each other in the very near future. So, on behalf of Lawrence Pipkin and myself, Rich Perry, we'd like to thank you for joining the Change Book Series radio show. We wish you the best, and we look forward to meeting you in person very, very soon. Thank you all very much.